You're listening to Clarification on Springfield's Talk 1041. Hey everybody, it's Clarification, another Saturday in the Ozarks. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, James Clary, and uh, we have got a fascinating program today. This is a topic I've covered before in my original podcast, which you can find on Spotify, Clary, C-L-A-R-Y-Fication. You can watch a two-part show we did, but but we're going to kind of update you on this, and I'm bringing back one of my favorite researchers, intellectuals, and recovering journalist, Tim Newell, who was a journalist in uh, the St. Louis area for many, many years. He's retired now, and he and I have become good friends and partners in crime. Tim, how are you today? I'm doing great, James. It's always good to be here with you. Yeah, uh, and as you... We got, we got a lot going on today. Oh. should uh, put on a seatbelt and get ready. Yeah, it's a crazy story, but uh, well worth listening to. And before we dive into it, Tim, we're going to be talking specifically in large part about a book called Dr. Mary's Monkey by Ed Haslam. And what I want to encourage the listeners to do, number one, buy the book. Number two, watch the Oliver Stone JFK movie. Number three, go to DrMary'sMonkey.com because there's a lot of information there. And all the footnotes and the evidence and the receipts are all there. So we're going to be making claims that have been backed up by tremendously detailed research. Having said that, Tim, let's dive in. We got eight minutes in this first segment. Talk about well, Mary Sherman's murder and just just take it, brother. Well, James, first I wanted to tell you and, and the listeners, some of this does sound, for lack of a better word, it sounds crazy. Yep. And it sounds unbelievable. And when you first brought this to my attention years ago when we first started uh, talking about various uh, conspiracy theories, for lack of a better term, uh, Honestly, I thought this was even so far-fetched, I I didn't have time for it. And I apologize to you for that. When I hear about, I was researching JFK, and I'm an old journalist, and I'm a Missouri guy at heart, so show me. You know, if you can't show me your theory and why it works, then I really don't want to hear about it. So when I heard about monkey viruses and Lee Harvey Oswald, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm worried about the stuff that I can actually that I can actually document. Right. And sure enough, years later, I got curious about the book again because more things kept coming up that made me think about it. Yeah. And after reading it, I owe you a huge apology because as you say, it is documented and it's real. And it's unfortunately, it's a bit scary, but it's it's all legit. Yeah. Uh, the, the short story is you have Lee Harvey Oswald you have CIA and FBI operatives, you have mafia connections, and you have America's top cancer researchers all working together to make a, essentially a bioweapon in a New Orleans lab. Yeah. Um, and that's only the beginning. Right. Uh, it led to the, the death of, of Dr. Mary Sherman. Uh, it, it certainly looks like a murder. I allow for the possibility that could have been an accident, but this famous cancer researcher was essentially, her arm was vaporized by a linear particle accelerator right. in an attempt to 
they were manipulating viruses in what amounts to, I think we could call it safely in terms we know now, gain of function. Yeah, and they it was were a, trying to make specifically monkey viruses, simian viruses, right? Yeah, you know, they had they had these viruses and they were looking at ways they were all in New Orleans and this was under the guise of making they were at least under the impression they were making a bioweapon that they were that was going to be used to kill Castro. Right. Most of these people working with uh, the mafia we've talked about, they wanted to get even with Castro for taking their casinos. The CIA obviously had uh, had a beef with Castro after Bay of Pigs. All these things are, are happening. They, they wanted Castro out of there. So let's so set the stage on. real quick. So we're in New Orleans. Sure. If you've watched Oliver Stone's movie in the Jim Garrison investigation, what you don't know, the, some of the cast of characters now, we're talking about Mary Sherman, who was murdered, and her arm was literally vaporized by a nuclear uh, particle accelerator, which had to do with the research that they were doing, trying to create this bioweapon. But it, it, it was also, and we've got four and a half minutes, Tim, trying to explain Mary Sherman, Judy, Judy Very Baker, who was working with her, how this had to do, tied in with the polio vaccine. Well, sure, and, and that's, that's the next leap in the story. So the polio vaccine uh, came out, uh, in the 1950s, and there was a woman named Bernice Eddy who tested the polio vaccine, and she her monkeys became paralyzed when she by gave the it polio to them. vaccine. Right, she right. gave them the vaccine to test it, and they became polar uh, paralyzed. So she ra- immediately raised red flags. Now I can imagine being a female in a in a male dominated. Uh, world is bad enough today. Imagine in the 1950s when Bernice Eddy raises red flags and all these men blow her off. Basically, they tell her, hey, we're, we're confident in the, in the vaccine. It's a Jonas Salk vaccine. He's the hero. Uh, her bo- One of the bosses of the program, uh, Dr. Alton Oxner, he was so confident in the polio vaccine, he gave it to his grandkids to prove to everybody that it was the real deal. What happened? His grandson, his grandson died, and his granddaughter got polio. And his grandson so died. Doctor, I think with it. Yeah, I think his grandson died within two days. He did this in public on camera. Said, "I'm so confident that this polio vaccine is safe. I'm going to give it to my grandkids." The grandson died within 48 hours, and the granddaughter got polio. Yep, and and so these there were several women working to realize that that uh, the vaccines were dangerous and they were also at the same time proving that some cancers were caused by viruses yeah and we need to mention uh, too i hate to interrupt alton oxner at the time was the president of the american cancer society this guy's big time he's at tulane university uh he would had a huge deal he is his clinic down at Tulane was connected to all the wealthy South American oligarchs, right. the, the right. Nazi sympathizers like Juan Perón and all these people, they didn't want to go to their own hospitals in their Latin American countries. 
So they came up to Tulane to be treated by Oxner. All right, and so, he is connected to the FBI in all kinds of different ways. Right, this guy's a big player. So Oxner hired, if I'm if I'm speaking correctly, hired Mary Sherman, who we started the story Correct. with, to do cancer research. But eventually, Mary Sherman and her partner, Judy Va- uh, Vary Baker, found out that, or they, they were told, no, you're not actually doing cancer research. We want you to develop a weapon, a weaponized cancer to use to kill Castro. And in order to do that, they had to bombard these viruses with the particle accelerator. That's how that piece of equipment ties in. And they did develop a highly contagious weaponized cancer. We got about a minute left. Yeah, I mean, there are so many uh, angles to go down, but that's that's the, the, the nuts and bolts. Mary Sherman is the, is the, the key player in the book because the author began his investigation by looking into her death her murder because and, his father and it, and it led him yeah. and it led him into right into the middle of the jfk uh right. and the garrison investigation and all that so so basically tim what we're going to tell in the next three segments we're telling the story about a cancer-infected polio vaccine that was given to 200 million Americans, the 300% rise in soft tissue cancer rates, and the fact that Lee Harvey, Oswald, Ferry, and all these people were involved with the same characters all in one story. And you're, I mean, it's, it's mind-numbing. You guys have got to hang on because... This story only gets crazier, but as we said, it's all been meticulously researched with footnotes. It's Clarification. I'm your host, James Clary. We'll be back with Tim Newell in just one moment. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Clarification. I am James Clary, joined with uh, Tim Newell, a recovering journalist. We're talking about uh, the death of Mary Sherman Right. Uh, she actually died, I believe it was the day before the uh, the in- investigated committee looking into JFK's death. Right, Tim? These were all tied in with the with the Warren Commission and Jim Garrison's investigation. As soon as all this started coming down in New Orleans, people were dropping left and right. Yeah. Uh, the other gentleman who who died right at the same time was David Ferry. Yeah. We haven't talked about him at all yet. No, uh, we David haven't. And, was... and if you remember Go in ahead. the movie, David Ferry was played by Joe Pesci, right? He was. And he flew yeah. he flew missions to Cuba. He was uh he was on JFK's uh bad guy list from right. Bay of Pigs and uh and he was uh, he he was a gay man, Ferry, and he died suddenly, right after his he was charged or accused of being a part of the JFK conspiracy. Right. So by by Jim Garrison, we need to tie in. Okay, so Ferry for the audience, Ferry and Lee Harvey Oswald. This is how they are tied in to Dr. Mary Sherman and Oxen. They were actually, Oswald was Mary Sherman's handler, 
Or was it Judy Baker's handler? It was Mary Sherman's partner's handler. He got her to work every day. They both worked at a coffee company, but it was a fake job. They would clock in there, and then they would go to this secret lab. And if you remember in the movie, Oliver Stone's JFK, it showed Ferry's apartment was full of mice in these cages, and they never explained it in the movie. We're going to explain it. Ferry was in charge of taking mice to the lab so they could infect the mice with these dangerous cancer, grind up the uh, kidneys, I believe, or the livers of these mice to make this injectable cancer, right? Barry was not a doctor. He was a pilot by trade. Right. But he did a lot of medical. Re- he, he'd like to do his own research, as we like to say now. Yeah. Uh, so Ferry was, but he, he was very well versed in, in the, the medical experiments that they were doing. Ferry knew Oswald from the Civil Air Patrol. They worked together. Uh, Ferry was, again, a pilot. He was in the Civil Air Patrol. He met Oswald. One thing that that I think is key, people must think, because I did, you know, how the heck would Oswald get tied up in this stuff? Well, remember, Lee Harvey Oswald went to Russia, or the Soviet Union, and we were told that he was a defector. Right. Right, which makes total sense. But in in actuality, Oswald has, has said, Oswald even said in a debate, he had a radio debate, uh, to uh, over Cuba, they were debating about Cuba, and they tried to the, his opponent tried to pin Oswald as a communist because he left. He said, "Hey, you're a defector." And Oswald's answer was, "I'm here now, aren't I?" Right. That was his sense, and so the, that that made Haslam and other authors think, "Well, how did Oswald get back to the U.S.?" With a without clean slate. being arrested, yeah, exactly. Without being arrested, and as a matter of fact, he was pampered. He was given jobs. He was given money. He was hooked up with all kinds of people. Right. So we know that Oswald was being handled and used by somebody. The intelligence the speculation service. from Hasland is either it could have been RFK. Well, we know now. Oswald there's no more to there's bring no, him back. Sorry, there's. I hate to interrupt, but there's no more speculation. It was just come out that Oswald did work for the CIA. That's been admitted by the government. We know that now. So, so anyway. as opposed to our, so you don't think that our, so as RFK not being any part of it, that he was on the outside. I'm sorry, say that again. So in other words, it could be both. Yeah, okay. no, absolutely. The, R- RFK, RFK could have said, could have said, uh, Oswald, we know that the, that there are dark elements trying to get you out. Both the CIA and the mob, Marcello, were working to get Oswald out. Right. Theoretically, RFK could have said, we're going to let you out, and you're going to go pretend that you're working for those people, but actually you're working for me, RFK, to infiltrate and, all of this stuff that we know is going on. And when you say RFK, happened, I'm saying that's a possibility. You got to remember, we're talking to an audience may not know all the subtle. RFK was JFK's brother, and he was the attorney general. So that's just right. we need to bring it back. We got we got six minutes left. We got to bring it back to how Oswald and Ferry were tied in with this secret lab. And by the end of this, I also want you, Tim, just. 
Let's talk a minute about the polio vaccine. This all ties into it. The, the bottom line is this for the listeners. The polio vaccine, the original version that was given in the late 50s up to 1963, that 200 million doses were infected with a cancer-causing simian virus, monkey virus. And these people, including Oxner, who is head of the American Cancer Society, knew this. Now, this has all been published. You can look it up. Look it up on Google. I mean, the Boston Globe did an extensive story. Time Magazine, they knew this. And cancer rates rose since that time 300%. Correct? I I haven't, you know, the 300%, if you tell me that's what it is, that, that's... Right. Yeah, well, that's what the, the author cancer... claims, right, through his research, right. Um. I, I read it as thirty percent, but it but it could be it could be three hundred. Um, but yeah, we know cancer rates have gone up in huge numbers since uh, since the nineteen fifties. And in the eighties, when they did most of this calculating, those were the people who would have been reaching their age forties from the vaccines in the fifties when they got them as kids. Right. And yeah, they were all coming up with these soft tissue cancers. Uh, mostly breast cancers, prostate cancers, skin cancers. Right. Oddly enough, not things like bladder and pancreas and kidney. The organs were mostly uh, mostly okay. And I think that's so where the delineation between the 30 and 300. The 300% rise was among soft tissue cancers. The 30% was overall cancer rate. And I think that's the difference. But anyway, so what our listeners need to take away the government poisoned people. 200 million people were given this, almost 190 million. And uh, they've never taken responsibility for it. So anyway, Alton Knox, or all these people knew this. We need to move past the, the polio vaccine, but I wanted to make that point before this segment is over. So these people have a secret lab in New Orleans with a particle accelerator, which is insane. Right there. So so pick it up there with Oswald and Ferry delivering mice to the lab, right? Well that's so Oswald and Ferry were there as as intelligence operatives to do the dirty work for the medical people who were running the lab. Uh, Mary Sherman under the direction of Oxner were the medical experts mm -hmm. and Judith Ferry Baker was also there as well. She's, uh, you know, claims to be Oswald's lover, and but we don't find this out till decades later. Right. Um, but uh, but yeah, Ferry and Oswald were the were the intel people to work along with the medical people. Uh, the, you know, the speculation is is endless there why why it was them, uh, but you know, they, Oswald was clearly being set up on many levels and he knew and, and this might have been this might have been one of them right um, but but he, he was there with ferry and then really i don't think if it wasn't for jim garrison being in new orleans and being such a diligent researcher and prosecutor none of us might not know anything about any of this right it would have never come out 
I mean, the, the murder, when she was murdered, remember, her arm was literally disintegrated. And it, it was done, obviously, at the lab. There's not, A lightning strike can't even do that. So her arm, they somehow booby-trapped the particle accelerator. It burned her arm off. It looked like, according to the police, you said it might have been suicide. I don't think that was ever speculation because she was tortured. There were knife wounds in places that uh, had high nerve bundles, which would have caused extreme pain. I think they were trying to cover up two things, the Oswald connection, but also the the polio vaccine infected with cancer. They couldn't let that get out. They were giving it to people. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they it was, like you said, it, we had the New York Times put it out there, but it was like a page 27 story. Right. You know, they were burying the news everywhere. And much like today, while they acknowledge, you know, we can talk about the cancer rates and, and everything that happened, the, to this day, the vaccine makers will tell you that that SV40 virus in the vaccines did not do anything to anybody because they'll tell you you can't prove that it caused anything. Right. Um, which, of course, sounds like nonsense, but we should be clear that they still insist that they didn't do anything. Yeah. And in the or, next or cu- that you can't prove it did anything. Right. In the next cut. Well, it's the same thing with autism rates. They're up a thousand percent and no one seems to know why. I mean, it's insane. But in the next couple segments, I really want to get into this fact that there's this bioweapons research oh and before we leave this segment 30 seconds jack ruby oswald's assassination you know how he died he died of a virulent cancer that took his life in 30 days from the time he was diagnosed we got 15 seconds yeah i mean you you said it right there what can you i mean it's uh (laughs) it's insane (laughs) you can't make it up you can't, and and there were people in this group that were seen going to visit Jack Ruby. We got to take a break. It's clarification. We'll be back in just a minute. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's clarification. I'm James Clary, joined by Tim Newell. And off air, Tim, we had a little discussion that the uh, percentage of cancer rise. We had a little disagreement about it. I don't think it's uh, it it is an important issue let's just leave it at this the soft tissue cancer rates have increased significantly since the polio vaccine so i want to make that correction real quick so where we left off tim we tied ferry and oswald into this secret lab with mary sherman judy baker the uh warren commission is investigating Uh, the murder, but this whole research, biomedical research, was just kind of shoved under the rug, and and that's concerning. I mean, do you want to talk about the, the, anything about the simian virus and the the bioweapons research that was going on with the the intelligence agencies? Well, I mean, I think one thing that, that people can take away if they want, like if they're at all skeptical or whatever, and they don't want to jump right away to the book. I mean, when I read the book, 
as a journalist, the first thing I want to do when I hear this about SV40 and the vaccines and, you know, this, this deadly monkey virus and the vaccines or cancer-causing monkey virus and the polio vaccines, that's new to me even as an, as an old man who's been around the news forever. Right. I hadn't heard that. That doesn't mean it can't be true. It just means I hadn't heard it. So I want to go double-check. I want to cross-check the book, find out what's going on. And it's, it's right there for all of us. It's as simple as going to the CDC's own website or the most basic uh, establishment news Internet sites will tell you that the, the, simian, the, the simian virus 40, SV40, simian monkeys mm-hmm. is where this came from. Right. Simian virus 40 uh, was in the polio virus for years. And the CDC has a, a section on its website called Historical Vaccine Safety Concerns. I highly suggest anybody uh, who's interested take a look at this. It will tell you about the Cutter incident, 1955, the Simeon Virus 40 incident. This is the 1955 to 63 that we're talking about. Then it goes on swine flu vaccine, 76, hepatitis B vaccine, 98, rotavirus vaccine, GBS, HIV vaccine, H1N1. These are HPV vaccine recall, 2013. These are all documented on the CDC's own website. Wow. So to say that to say that this stuff is conspiracy and all that at this point is really just it just rings so hollow. Uh, hey, there was a, there were a lot of things that I didn't know about this even until last week when I started looking again into this for this show, and right. I feel like I follow this stuff maniacally and i don't say that in a in, to be proud of it um but <laughs> the fact that this stuff gets by me i know that most people aren't fully abreast of it so but it's all there for us yeah. um yeah I, it's so let's i just ta- wanted to make sure people know that they can look this stuff up for themselves i i did want yes absolutely i want to make the point that uh, that struck me about a year ago when listening and and reading different documents. And I learned that vaccine research, in order to produce an effective vaccine, you have to have the infective agent. So when these labs are trying to make a vaccine, they have to have the infective agent first. And it's so, in other words... These are high-security labs with top-level, secret, dangerous, deadly toxins. And when you consider the fact that Dr. Fauci, that three, I think it's three-fourths, don't quote me on that, but a percentage, a larger percentage of his salary was paid by the U.S. Department of Defense, not the NIH, <laughs> the Department of right. Defense. And, you know, we, we, we need to talk, if, if you can, just talk a little bit about bioweapons research because this we're going to tie this into what's going on the last couple years right well sure so the the thing about the bioweapon so they can take these viruses that occur in nature so the the sv40 virus comes from asian monkeys okay 
the SV40. So it doesn't, it doesn't really hurt them that much. It might be like a cold for these Asian monkeys. But when they put this SV40 into African monkeys, all of a sudden it knocks them out. Mm. So this is when they first started realizing that this was a woman named Lorella McClellan. It's funny that I, so many of these researchers doing the good work are actually females back right, in the day. Right. And the guys seem to be doing the evil stuff. Uh, I don't want to say that as a blanket statement, but there are a lot of women doing good work at this time. Lorella, Lorella McClelland, uh, she was the one who found that the SV40 was native to the Asian monkeys and that it gave cancer to the African green monkeys. Wow. And this is key because the same thing happens when we cross these viruses over to humans. They're not necessarily deadly in their natural host environment. But when we toss them over to humans, they're they're bad news. They don't act the same way, and because they're not they're not native to us, right? Plus the fact that some of them have been genetically manipulated. In the case of Mary Sherman, they were using a particle accelerator. Uh, in the case of the COVID virus, we know they were doing gain of function research, which is the same thing. I don't think they used particle acceleration, but they used other methods to make these viruses more virulent correct and and at the time they were using the radiation from the from the linear particle accelerator like like you say so when you when people now sit and realize okay these viruses aren't necessarily problematic until they're subjected to radiation mm. And then we sit here and realize, oh, my God, I've got a 5G tablet sitting here. I've got a 5G computer sitting here. I've got a 5G phone sitting here. I got these ear pods in my ears. Uh, you know, like I'm surrounded by radiation all the time. We got cell phone towers everywhere, right? Yeah. So we don't really know. We don't really know what any of that radiation is even doing to us. And one of the reasons we don't know this is so bad when I, you find out, well, you know they must have tested this radiation to make, make sure it's safe, right? Well, no. How do we know that? If I look up, are my AirPods safe? It yeah. will say there's no conclusive evidence that shows that they're unsafe, right? right? That'll be the headline. No evidence to show that these AirPods are unsafe. But then you read the fine print and it'll say it would be unethical to test the radiation on people. Wow. So they can't even test these AirPods, but they'll tell you as far as they know, as far as we know, they're safe. Yeah. So, and I think the same thing goes with these, with these vaccines and they're, they know they're, they've been, if they were radiating these vaccines in the 1950s, imagine the kind of, with the, with the, what would be, considered primitive technology in today's world, imagine what they can do to change the scope of these viruses now. It's unbelievable. Tim, we've got to take a break. Uh, when we come back, I definitely want us, we can dive in a little bit about HIV and Dr. Fauci. It's clarification. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's Clarification. I'm James Clary. Appropriate music to start that off. Kind of dark and eerie. And this this topic is dark, Tim. 
Tim Newell's our guest, recovering <laughs> journalist. It, it is so dark that it's hard to even read. But before the break, you know, we've made the point that 200 million doses, roughly, uh, I think it was 190 million doses of the polio vaccine were given knowingly to many people. But cancer rates rose after this, soft tissue cancer specifically, that uh, this secret lab in New Orleans was tied in with the JFK assassination, Oswald and Ferry and these others. But I want to spend the next part of this segment, Tim, talking about, you finished up talking about these uh, vaccines. This really got you looking into it. Specifically, let's talk about the HIV virus, the uh, HIV and AIDS and, and how that ties into this story. Well, so the, they, we know that these vaccines, some of them, can cause problems, and we just don't really know exactly how and why until we actually put them into people, unfortunately. And, but we do know this is one of the most concerning things that I've found in all my research. There are two main types of vaccines. We always say the COVID vaccines. The news will always say the COVID vaccines. They're very or telling you that there are different types of COVID vaccines. There are the Pfizer and Moderna mRNA vaccines, which are wholly new technology as far as vaccines go. Mm -hmm. But those, those are genetic vaccines. And then there are also the AstraZeneca and other vaccines that were done in most parts of the world are called adenovirus vaccines. And the, this technology has been around for a while, the adenovirus vectors. And before COVID even, in 2014, and maybe even before that, but I've seen it as far as 2014, scientists were warning that these adenovirus vaccines could lead to HIV. Wow. But yet in 2000, but in 2020, they still put them out with the, with AstraZeneca. Yeah. And, and here it says, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the Lancet right now, which is establishment respected stuff. October, 2020, they war quote warned that non HIV vaccine trials that use similar adenovirus vectors in areas of high HIV prevalence could lead to an increased risk of HIV acquisition in the vaccinated population. It sounds exactly like, right there. Yeah. And it sounds exactly what's happening with COVID, right? I mean, you know, there, COVID is on many, in many ways very similar to HIV. Uh, I'm not going I'm not here to say it's the same thing, but there are many similarities. They're both single-stranded RNA viruses and they cause pro probably more issues in in humans than potentially in other other animals. Right. Um you know, with this this probably again, I mean, I, there are a million different theories. Some people, we should say, some people now don't even believe that viruses exist. Some right. people don't even believe viruses cause disease. So there are a thousand and one theories out there. You can't please everybody with, right. with what, you, what you do. But, the, but from what we can tell, assuming, you know, we have to kind of, we're told the viruses are the problem. It seems like they are. Are yeah. they man-made, though? That, that might be, you know... Uh, it seems like so remember Haslam, I don't know which 
edition of the Mary's Monkey you have, but I found it fascinating that he even in his afterword of the new book that he did in 2014, he connected antibiotics even to the story. Wow. So he says, Haslam says antibiotics became prevalent in 1942. Right. And that the polio epidemic happened right after that. That's true. That there was polio in the 30s, but it didn't become an epidemic until after antibiotics. So you had antibiotics, then you had a polio epidemic, then you had vaccines to stop the polio epidemic, but that caused a cancer issue. And now we've got vaccines. Now they're talking about mRNA vaccines to stop cancer, right? Right, right. So they're just going one at like they're chasing their tail with this stuff, it seems. Yeah, it does. And one one thing we probably ought to note is that a lot of the bioweapons research that was being done by Ralph Mer- Barrick, is it Barrick or Mer- Merrick? Ralph Barrick at University of North Carolina. Barrett. They made yeah. this under the Obama administration. I'm going to give them a little credit that they made this gain of function research illegal. So what happened to those labs? Well, they shipped that stuff off to to other countries. And what they, countries they were, specifically? We were, we were paying the right. We were paying the China lab for right. the China lab, and we were paying for for people to do. I think it was Metabiota in in uh, in Ukraine. Ukraine. You know, we were working for those labs also. That that to so, me is just in. I mean, what will we say? There are no conspiracies, but no coincidences. These bio at Putin. Tim even said, I'm going to wipe out the bio labs doing this research in Ukraine. He was scared. Now, I'm not going to, you know, we don't need to get into the whole Putin, Russian, Ukraine invasion stuff. But Putin did claim this, that there were U.S. backed bioweapons labs in Ukraine. And we know that there was one in Wuhan, right? Sure. Now, are they are they doing the same thing? Probably, you know. Yeah. Now, but here's the thing, you, you have, like you said it, uh, earlier, in order to make these vaccines, and this has always been a little suspicious to me, in order to make these vaccines, they have to be able to grow the viruses. Right. That's a key so, thing. Yep. Right. And so that's how the polio vaccine became contaminated, was that they grew the, they grew the cells on monkey kidney cells because you have to have a host cell right to grow your virus to to grow the virus you have to have a host cell the host cells were monkey kidney cells and these monkey kidney cells themselves were contaminated with the sv40 virus so when they pull the cultured viruses off of the host cells they come off with the sv40 Mm. so they're infected from the host so, and that seems like that's a, a, a recurring problem that they have a hard time getting around. Now, some of the researchers found that for that mouse cells were better to culture the viruses than uh, the monkey cells, you know. But they're, they're still they find this out from trial and error. Basically, they find it out after people get sick. It seems. Yeah, I, another statistic that Haslam quoted, and, and I don't know how accurate it is, but he basically said after that infected polio vaccine was administered in the decades following, 
that there were 15 cases of cancer for every one case of polio averted. So, I mean, we do know, like, the numbers may be in question, but there you can look it up anywhere. The cancer rates went up significantly after the vac- that vaccine, and it all ties together. Wuhan, Ukraine. The fact that Ukraine's in the middle of this, it blows my mind, Tim. Right, right. And, and uh, uh, but, you know, when you, if we take a step back, like, here it's just, if I tell you, oh, yeah, Lee Harvey Oswald, or like when you told me the first time, Lee Harvey Oswald's involved in this virus, you know, right. monkey virus research, what my first instinct is like, yeah, yeah, you know, like that, that can't be real. I know. You know, you, you, you have to like, uh, you have to dive into it to understand, wow, it's actually real. You know, I mean, it's it's that mind blowing that it's so easy to just dismiss offhand, really. I know. And I, I think yeah. the same thing. The same thing goes with the vaccines. Like pe- most people today, still have no idea that the government might ever not want to do. You know, might do something to them that's bad for them. Yeah, they're I know. Still not. They they still can't come to that reality. Well, it's a hard pill to swallow. You know that it is. That, that they would infect people with a cancer-causing agent and, you know, and use the uh, excuse that, we're, hey, we're trying to get rid of polio. But the fact is they did know that when they did it. They knew it, particularly after Oxner gave his grandchildren the vaccine on, on air and they one died and one got polio. It's just... Oh, Tim, this whole story. Right. I mean, well, Bernice Eddy told them that they that they were bad, and they just didn't believe her. They didn't want to believe her, I think, was part of it. Um, I think in the beginning there was gen- – I don't think that this was done as a, in a, as a conspiracy to, to right. make people sick in the beginning. I think it probably just happened that way. Um, but right. after – but the conspiracy came in why didn't they tell people – they're on record as saying that it was to avoid public hysteria. Right. If the public you know? found out that 190 million had been given this, they would have freaked out. And think, imagine the lawsuits. Right. I mean, yeah. And so it's the same. It's the kind of the same thing we same situation we face today. What happens if the general public totally loses faith, loses trust and faith in all of our institutions? Some of us think it's it can it you know we kind of want that to happen because it'll get rid of the bad guys and blah blah blah. But hey, the downside of that is there might be nothing left, you know. And that's and and when everybody loses faith in all of our institutions, that's when the bad guys come in and scoop us up. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, I hate to say it like that, but well, it's know. true. It's the old Hegelian dialect problem, reaction, solution. You know, they create the problem, the public panics, and they offer a solution, and it's played out over and over. They're trying to do it yeah. again. We've got a minute left. They're trying to do it again, Tim. Master coming back. Yep, and hopefully the solution isn't uh, you know, oh my gosh, we need the UN so badly because we're in such a bad way. Please send us the UN. That's what we're. That's what the. That's what the big fear is in my world, anyway. Yeah, I just, I don't know. But, Do you feel like we're on hey, the if we, only, if we only have one minute, we yeah. should say that, I don't know, where I am, the sun is shining and it's still a beautiful world, so. 
Let's let's stay positive. No, you know, that's a really good point. I'll never forget when I interviewed James Corbett and I said, you know, we're talking about all this dark stuff. I'm like, what's the solution? He goes, make your world smaller. There you go. Embrace your friends and loved ones. Grow a garden. Don't worry about all this. stuff. Hey, it is nice to know, but we shouldn't worry about it. Right. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for the Yeah, you bet. Our guest has been Tim Newell, and uh, as always, Tim, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks, James. Have a great day. All right, man. It's Clarification. I'm your host, James Clary. Check us out. We'll be back next Saturday at 8 a.m., or check us out at ksgf.com. We'll see you next time.